0: Welcome to Pushback. I'm Aaron Matte here with Randy Critico, satirist and broadcaster. We've been talking about the conviction and sentencing of Roger Stone. Now we're going to turn to the plight of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Uh, you have been doing a video series, uh, a, a, a podcast series yeah. um, about Assange, trying to highlight his disc- all the critical disclosures that he has published over the years in trying to campaign for his freedom. You're about to go over to London to take part in protest for Assange ahead of right. his extradition hearing. What is your message to people as to why they should care about Assange's case as he now faces the possibility of extradition to the U.S.?
1: Well, listen, we have political prisoners in this country, uh, Linda Peltier, uh, Mumia, uh, has been in jail, both of them um, between them seventy years now. there are put are people that should not be in prison. There are other political prisoners in this country. Che- Chelsea Manning right now is a political prisoner. Uh, the message is is that if this were to work, if in fact he's extradited here, that particular case uh, leans into fascism. If they can do that, bring a journalist over here. And put him in jail. I mean, you get to that point, the long reach of the U.S. government, where the laws internally don't don't apply to people externally. This is something that, like in Rome, the the, the citizens of Rome they enjoyed uh, the laws that protected them, but nobody in Egypt did, and, and, and Mesopotamia did. Nobody throughout their empire did, except for the citizens in Rome. Uh, but this does border on. I mean, if this happens, I'm telling you that it's just the uh, – you're putting the, most of the nose inside the camel's tent. And people better stand up for Julian Assange. Uh, you know, I'm not a Julian Assange fanatic, but I'm a free speech and First Amendment fanatic, this is more. This is bigger than Julian Assange. This is about protecting free speech and the First Amendment. I love Julian Assange, but, but you know, you can't say, well, he's just a fanatic, you know, he's a, a Jim, Jim Jones thing. No, it's like this is the First Amendment at stake. This is the very core of this democracy. Uh, what's left of it is, is really functions on a free press. Without a free press, there is no chance, no hope of a democracy continuing. You've met Julian Assange, not in the
0: context of what Roger Stone claimed that you hid right. There's uh, video of it. <laughs> but but you, but you have met him inside the embassy and talked yes. to him.
1: What is he like? Uh, I've actually met him three different times. I met him in September two thousand in uh, six, 17. I was there a year after the election. I was there and I had this is after I had my first year complete of the Assange countdown series. I had like at 14, 15. I interviewed him uh, three times and his mother and Pilger and everybody else, a lot of his lawyers. And I was there uh, to cover a um, a hearing by Stefania Morizi trying to get access to um, access to emails between the Crown Prosecutor Services and the uh, Prosecutor Marian Nye in uh, Sweden because they were complicit in keeping him in there as long as they could. They didn't want him to leave. Uh, you know, they they they, they wanted. Oh, they, they did not want the Swedes to come in there and interview him. They didn't. All right. Very, so a very key point because Assange had offered multiple
0: times uh, yes. to speak right. to the Swedish prosecutors he even uh, uh, offered to go to Sweden on the condition that he not be extradited to right. the US but he was never able to receive that guarantee right. and Marion Nye is the Swedish prosecutor who revived the case right. Right. this the sexual it. assault investigation right. after it was initially right. abandoned because there because for right. a lack of evidence right right
1: well you know some, there's a hidden hand behind all of that and you know it's the CIA it's it's the NSA I don't know there are a lot of people worried about what Assange Publishes if they want Assange not to publish uh, bad things about him, then all they have to do is stop doing bad things. So I I spent three t- September um, and then back in no- in November when that hearing continued with uh, Stefani Morizzi and I spent two days with them. And you know what? He, I didn't talk to him about Vault Seven. I didn't talk to him about the war logs. We talked about dogs. He did some impressions. He even did like a John Pilger impression. The guy is <laughs> the guy has got a great sense of humor. He's he's really brilliant. He's he really has, uh, he's a master of the English language, and he's a great storyteller. And uh, I learned a lot, you know. But we just exchanged stories. That's it. We exchanged stories, and uh, you know the and I was there on a uh, the first the second time I was there, before I left back to New York, and I saw him again. Uh, I went there at 8 o'clock at night, right? And I brought a bottle of liquor with me. Like I said, I brought a bottle of, uh, I forgot what it was now. Maybe it was bourbon and uh, had a couple of shots. That's on videotape right now. That's how CIA, they paid for uh, this guy, David Morales from UC Global to videotape and audiotape everybody there. And that, me having a couple of shots of me falling asleep uh you know in the conference room that's all there that's kind of scary that's how to them how dangerous he is to them because this guy uh is a journalist they don't want those things to get out there they want to suppress it and send a message but him as an individual uh is is very engaging very entertaining uh very informative and just a great storyteller he had the, he was able to take this uh picture and it was a picture from a huge picture from uh, Ecuador. And it was some liquor store that's a liquor store in, in Quito from like 1920, this family out there with big mustaches on one side of, of of the walls in that uh, conference room. And he used that as a map. We were talking about China, about John Pilger's uh, documentary, The Coming War on China, and he was able to take that and put Shanghai here, put Peking, uh, Beijing here, and uh, Hunan province, and all of that, the South Seas, and then the China Seas. He says, they're called the China Seas for a reason. (laughs) <laughs> right they're called the china seas and then the, you know because you know the u.s they're they're uh
0: there's a dispute
1: right yeah now right but they're the US china seas there's the a reason, seas, yeah. Yeah, reason why they call yeah. them the china seas and yeah. so it, and, and then some other uh uh conversation that we had look the, the guy was very engaging the, the worst thing about it was is that he asked me to come back uh the day that i was leaving so i went back in there and it's very tough to go in there and then leave all right I didn't get to leave. You know, he's looking at me. He knows I'm leaving. He's got to stay there. Yeah, he's got to stay in that spot, that little place. He'd been there for six years already, or five and a half years, and he had to remain there. And you know, there was a guy by the name of uh, 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 Peter Kropotkin, who was a uh, anarchist and uh, it was a count, uh, but he w- went against the Tsar, Tsar Alexander II, 1871. He was uh, sent to jail in the Peter and Paul uh, Fortress in St. Petersburg, and it was a little place about the size of a toll booth. It had a little window there, and he kept sane for two years by walking in circles. The guards weren't allowed to talk to him, so he had no outside contact, and he just walked and walked and walked and walked. Uh, He was a resilient guy. And Assange uh, has that kind of strength. I know I couldn't do it. I'd go insane. A lot of people would go insane. He's maintained his sanity and his humanity. And uh, he really is a special individual. And everybody should be supporting them, especially the press. Like I said, circle the wagons, not the firing squads. These guys like Jim Acosta, uh, people of that ilk that keep slamming him because they're upset that Hillary lost the election, which Assange did not send her a map a campaign map that left out wisconsin and michigan <laughs> all right she lost it because she was a lousy candidate i was a complete bernie sanders supporter that year and uh, i was upset he got robbed she gave it to trump if sanders had been the nominee he would have pulled enough votes from the people that were disaffected with democratic party uh, away from Trump and given it to Sanders. Sanders would have won that. So Hillary, in the end, is responsible for Trump. Nobody else, not Assange, nobody else but Hillary, people like Paul Begala uh, and, and Neera Tanden, people of that ilk, you know, the, mer- the mercenaries, the merchants of consultancy.
0: But because they can't own up to that fact, they spent the last more than three years blaming everybody, blaming you, blaming Assange, <laughs> blaming the Russians for the fact that they lost. And, you know, you mentioned... The fact that when you went to visit Assange, that you were then caught up in the CIA surveillance of the Ecuadorian embassy, which we know about now, right. which only emerged relatively recently. And so it's interesting to compare that because during all this time that you know, U.S. media outlets who claimed to be opposed to Trump were speculating that he was secretly conspiring with WikiLeaks uh, via back channels such as yourself, right. that during this time, in reality, the Trump administration and its CIA... Under Mike Pompeo, under Mike Pompeo, were right. spying on Assange. Right, something that the Obama administration, I believe, did not do. No, they
1: didn't do it. No, not, not uh, th- that guy was doing it. Uh, Morales. Morales. But the CIA got involved in it in 2017. After I Trump comes yes, in, yes. so that's the
0: reality that, right. that everybody was ignoring with their conspiracy theories about you being a back channel to WikiLeaks, and not just the CIA, but then they're using Sheldon Adelson, his company. <laughs> to to pay for this, to hire this Spanish firm, UC Global, to do this. And it's just one example that not only have the conspiracy theories been so crazy, but they've also kept our eye off the ball of what is actually going on. And now now we have a window into it. Now it's in front of us. Now Trump is trying to extradite Assange and imprison him for the rest of his life. And we are still seeing this demonization campaign against Assange going on. So randy uh i think we one
1: last thing about that, yeah you know getting back to cnn jim acosta got bounced out of the uh, press room and all the reporters yeah. got behind him right and, but now you have a, this situation here is a million times worse and a bad precedent those same reporters that got behind jim acosta whose politics are horrible and uh, buys all of that crap um uh, This is 10 times worse. They should get behind Assange. They should, you know, get behind somebody because they will be next. And that's not even the reason to do it because they are supposed to be that they would be next. They should do it because uh, this is a journalist. Forget about it. It's a journalist and he's uh, a brethren. Part of their brethren is is Julian Assange. And uh, but somehow they cast him not as a journalist. He is a journalist. You Mm -hmm. know, he never lies. Everything he's ever put out there. 100% 100% accurate. Well, maybe
0: that's what distinguishes him from corporate journalists like Jim Acosta and the fact he doesn't lie. Great
1: guy, isn't he? <laughs> you know, his... he escaped from Saks Fifth Avenue where he was in a window with uh, Jim. You know, him, Jim Scioto, they never... In the same picture together, <laughs> would it be the same guy? No, I was. I, I listen. I I said that that, that was a terrible thing. He got bounced out of the, uh, you know, the press room of the White House. All right. Sure. So I don't like the guy, but I stood behind him on that one when he yeah. got bounced out. Uh, even though I don't like him because I thought it was a bad precedent. This is a million times worse.
0: And this is also a million times worse than anything involving the Roger Stone case, because yeah. yes. Trump, I'm sure, will pardon Roger Stone. Right. So it's right. very unlikely that he spends even a day behind bars. Yes. But meanwhile, there is gonna be so much more um attention and outrage on that, at least if things go as they've gone so far, than there will be on Trump's attempt to cage Julian Assange, pull him from pull him from a foreign country from from Britain, and cage him for the rest of his life.
1: Right. And believe me, it's it would be a bad situation. He'd be in one of those Uh, Prisons like the the Supermax in Colorado, Uh, he'd have no communication. And that would send a very chilling message to those who would take leaks, all right? Real whistleblowers go to Julian Assange, all right? Because he's not going to reveal the source ever. And uh, they don't want those whistleblowers to go to Julian Assange because he has an ironclad fail-safe system of distilling uh, whistleblower content.
0: Mm. This just came up with uh, Assange's attorneys in court saying this week that um, Assange received some kind of offer from Dana Rohrabacher, a former Republican Congress member, of uh, that po- possibly of a pres- presidential pardon if he revealed uh, that Russia was not the source of the uh, of the stolen DNC emails. Yes. But uh, even that was misinterpreted. Yes, distorted, here.
1: distorted. Julian Assange uh, will uh, protect the Russians here. Uh, you know, that uh, Julian, they want him to uh, protect the his, I forgot how they framed it, uh, but uh, it was totally distorted. Uh, Assange doesn't give up sources, so he would never fall for that and say, hey, here's my source, no matter where it was. Coming, he would not do it. They wanted him to say that it was the um, the uh, you know the Clintons or whoever that gave it to him, and he wouldn't say where it came from. That's how principled he'd uh, rather uh, he'd been imprisoned all of this time. You know, it's his freedom uh, is at stake, and he still he still would not reveal. Uh, where his source was. He would never compromise his principles, even if it means that he'd spend time in that embassy or in Belmore's prison. The guy, that's how principled he is. It's very, it's really remarkable. And he's just, you know, like a meteor. Uh, this individual has come into our life. You don't see him that often.
0: Now you're fighting to free Julian Assange from a much worse fate. And I want to thank you for that, especially because you have held strong to your principles. A lot of people have thrown Assange under the bus you've been trying a long time now to uh, raise attention yeah. about his case i've done a lot of work so a I, lot of
1: people on the left threw him under the bus they did you know i you know i've heard him on some of these uh, alternative media shows and you know they they blame him for trump and you know you got moderates and you got leftists and you got uh, liberals that have all thrown him under the bus they don't get the they don't get it that's the problem they don't get it
0: well, I really appreciate all the efforts you've done to try to make people understand what's going on. Thank and and, uh, and I look forward to uh, to talking more to you as things unfold. You're about to go to Britain to rally for Assange's Free. Yes,
1: I'm looking forward to that, to get away. Uh, hopefully I don't get... Uh, detained by the MI6 the MI5 at the airport because I've been so critical of the process there on my on my radio show and in tweets and everything and I always tagged the CPSUK the Crown Prosecutor Services and uh, maybe in their mind I've libeled them uh, who knows we'll see what happens when I get there we'll see what happens we'll, we'll see what happens, what happens. Ready? The, like nothing you've ever seen before <laughs> nothing you've ever seen before <laughs>
0: Randy Credico, comedian, broadcaster, thank you. Satirist. satirist,
1: satirist political satirist.
0: Political, okay. Because yeah. uh, there's too sa- many comedians. Fair I mean. enough, right. Randy Credico. It's like me
1: calling you a TV
0: host. Fair enough, fair enough, hey. Right. Legendary satirist uh, yeah. and impressionist and broadcaster. Thank you so much, Randy. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron.